peace, people, peace. So, once again, man, burn your sage for the bad days, bro. Stop letting the little shit get to you, man. Do something little like burning sage. <laughs> Just stopping it from to from stopping the little things to get to you. So, uh, this conversation, uh, not even this conversation, but today's topic is uh, going to be uh, about the so-called black boy toy. How we're prepped to be pretty much, you know, so-called black men. Just entertainers in uh, a boy toy at the end of the day. You know, growing up in, in Phoenix, Arizona. And this stems from a conversation that I was having um, with a friend of mine. Shout out to Pedro. Um, this stems from a conversation that um, him and I were having about growing up in Arizona. Well, it, it kind of went to, you know, us growing up in Arizona. But I know um, us growing up in Arizona, in the uh, elementary school system, for instance, I asked him, you know, if they had, you know, was it art Mondays, like PE Tuesdays, you know, music class on Wednesdays, and you know, things of that nature, right? And as little kids, the most times that we were most interested um, in school were those times, especially in PE, especially as little black boys, right? We, sh- we would show our ass in PE, show out in PE, because, you know, we know that we're, <laughs> that we're physically gifted and we want to be able to you know show that out or not even show that out but test it out and you know (laughs) get used to you know the physical attributes that we have you know you want to stretch those out you know and of course those are god-given abilities so of course you want to you know go ahead and participate in pe and you know the running exercises and and, and, and and the pacer test and things of that nature because you want to push yourself to the limit. And as a little, as a child, the most time, the time that you're the most interested is, you know, when you're doing hands-on things. And you know, when it comes to football, like Papa and I couldn't wait all day being at school. I couldn't wait to go to practice. You know, um, all day at school. If I knew we had PE, I couldn't wait because at the end of the day, that's something that I wanted to do. Little children like to, they learn best when it comes to hands-on and, and you know, actually being. You know, inclusive or, you know, what's the word that I'm saying? Well, not, not necessarily productive, but <clears throat> when you're engaged into the activity, you know, and when you're engaged in the activity, it allows for the brain to be able to have a lot more experience rather than just sitting down and listening to someone talk. And you can learn from, you know, sitting and listening to someone speak, but that that's mainly why you should be um, and this is another episode that I have coming up on why you should be homeschooling your kids. But, you know, the main um, teaching that, that, that should be done is from the parenting. It's from the father. The only person that a child is really going to want to listen to, especially a little boy, is, is their father. Because they look up and they want to be exactly, um, for at least for most of the boys, you look up and you want to be not mainly exactly, but a lot like your father. You know? So, anyways, with, with that being the case... We all know that, you know, we're physically gifted and things of that nature growing up um, in Phoenix, Arizona. Once again, we dealt with, you know, all the other races being a, you know, so-called black child. So we went to school with the whites, the Mexicans, the Asians, the Latinos, the so-called natives and things of that nature, right? 
who went to school with them. They were, you know, in our communities and things of that nature. And most of the times of the shit that I talk about is from my personal experiences that I've had growing up in Phoenix, Arizona. So throughout elementary school, we used to, when it came to football and when it came to basketball and when it came to kickball and things of that nature, it would always be the blacks versus Mexicans. And this would be something that the so-called Mexicans would embrace. You know, that they didn't necessarily, that they didn't want to be on our side. This is intrinsically what they were, you know, telling us now that I'm looking back as a, as a you know, so-called adult. <clears throat> but looking back, they were always willing, they always wanted to compete with us and try to be better than us and try to do the things that we did and show that they were better, but they couldn't. We were always outnumbered at Sun Canyon um, Elementary School. You know, all those black kids uh, hung out together and things of that nature, but when it came to basketball and football, they would always, of course, be that one that one black kid, I'm not going to say no names, but it will always be that one black kid who's, you know, trying to be on the team with the white people. And, you know, they would have that. So, and they had him uh, even throughout middle school. So even, so getting to the point, right, they would always make an asserted attempt to be on the opposing end of so-called black people. And they would always be trying to compete. There's nothing wrong with we're trying to be compete, you know, and they're been there down for their culture. There's no problem with that. But, it was only when we got to middle school and to high school, you know, it was really, and even in elementary school, we were being prepped for these opportunities, like in middle school and high school, for instance, in middle school, there is these, um, there was two sides of each grade, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. There was two sides of sixth grade. I think it was one, two, three, four, like six teachers on the, 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 the on one side, six teachers on the other side. So... When it came to, you know, the competitions that they would always have us do, it was like, you know, a part of the culture at the school type thing. You know, and they also had a thing called Top Dog Day. Competitions for each class for 6th, 7th, and 8th grade, right? Six classes in 6th grade, um, <laughs> we would have these competitions at the end of each quarter and at the each of at the end of each semester as well to where they would have each class pretty much participate in activities to win a pizza party or things that things of that nature right so when when it came to the competitions that they had throughout the classes remember we dealt with open racism all the black jokes you know when the lights turn off and we dealt with all of these same kids and trey can vouch for me um you know if whenever whenever trey listen to this he can vouch for me too i actually wanted him to be a part of this podcast but i actually haven't heard from trey in a minute so shout out to trey I hope you're doing good bro for real but um we dealt with these kids in particular um from my elementary school all the way to middle school from second grade all the way till eighth grade so we know these kids we had to deal with all of the jokes you know the you know when the lights could turn off oh what wh where the mirror go like nigga i'm light scan bro like <laughs> that shit's not funny you know so we had to deal with you know those type of things and you know open racism not even just from the latinos but you know even asians and shit like that but when it came to you know the class competitions right they always wanted to show that they were better than us out there in recess, in basketball, football, all the way from elementary school up into middle school, right? But when it came to the class competitions, when, you know, 
if we're participating for the pizza party and the ice cream party and things of that nature, the the teacher would make their own, um, you know, list of who's competing where and who's going to be competing uh, for what race and things of that nature. And they would openly, they would openly uh, vouch for us to take those positions. No, let Amir, no, let Darrell, no, let Marcus, no, let Dejan, no, let Tara. They would, they would vouch for us and, and Kyle. And, and when it came to the competitions, um, you know, when they had something in, to benefit out of the competition, they were rooting for us. And it was really just all the black kids versus against each other. So same thing with seventh grade. It was pretty much the same lineups, you know, just different classes, you know, because the classes, you know, everybody gets switched around to different classes and homeroom and whatever the case may be, right? So with all this going on, even all the way up until eighth grade, top dog day, it would be all of us pretty much against each other from sixth grade all the way up until eighth grade year. And they only, and you know, Dylan from, from second grade all the way up until eighth grade once again. From elementary school up until middle school, we dealt with open racism. The teachers would never intervene and say anything when they make black jokes. And the teachers, this is at a school, Santa Maria Middle School, where the teachers are Latino as well. They would never say anything about the black jokes. Why do you think that was? But once again, we openly dealt with this. But when it comes to them being able to benefit, when they had a chance to benefit, who the fuck were they rooting for? They ended up rooting for us, and they ended up vouching for us to put to have the leading roles in the competitions. And they vouched for us, even though they would openly compete against us, right? And that's the thing. They're pretty much prepping and branding so-called black men to just be boy toys. This way, because once we get even from once again from elementary school to middle school, this is what we had to deal with. All the way up until high school, it, it, it just gets turned up a notch. And even in the college, I didn't go to college, but, you know, you got to imagine it's the same thing. And you got to understand that, you know, it's pretty much a microcosm of each other. The fuck did I park at? There we go. So even in high school, right, the jokes get funnier. People adapt. Especially because you have more access now that you're older. You understand? You can just look up people's jokes and just take them. You know what I mean? So, when things, with things like that, with time, as the time goes on, once again, the jokes get funnier, the racism just gets not even worse, you know, but it just gets more blatant. Um, it's the you know the quote unquote jocks and you know what I'm saying which are just the rich white boys who who you know what I mean got everything at the palm of their fingertips. When you think about it, um, you know everything is pretty much the same. You're dealing with all the same people and me because I ended up going to Sierra Linda, which is you know the high school right next to you know the elementary school and the middle school that you know that we went to. <clears throat> At least the main one where we stayed living for, you know, a big part of our child of my childhood. You know, so once it got to high school, once again, you're just dealing with you're dealing with the same people, um, new new forms, new bodies. You understand? So the jokes, same thing. You know, you have the you have the little the little competitive people, 
You know, the motherfuckers who, who try to act like they better than you. Nah, she not looking. Alright, you missed your blessing, shorty. But, um... In high school, once again, you're dealing with pretty much the same exact thing. You're dealing with the same brand of people. You just see them in, in new forms, new faces. You understand? So, when it came to... You know, once again, football, and they come to the high school state championship. And when it comes to homecoming game, and homecoming games, and and things of that nature, who the fuck is out there in the stands rooting? Same thing with college students. Who the fuck you think is out there rooting? You think these motherfuckers? You think the motherfuckers out there not racist either? You think just because they out there in the stands and they go to your school and they wearing your same colors and they drunk, that they don't feel no type of way about you? So, and I was just having this conversation and it just hit me, man. We're being branded as so-called black men and as little black boys to just, to comp- and, and, and when you look at it in, in, in football and in high school, we were competing with each other. We'll go to a white, we can be going to the white schools, but guaranteed that the football teams and, and, the, and the stars on, 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 on these teams, on, on said teams are black. Most of the people that we're playing with are black people. The stars and talented uh, and, and talented positions at the other schools are black people. It end up being what end up being, uh, you know, what it end up being like a rivalry that certain schools have with each other. But because we have chemistry as so-called black people in elementary school, middle school, and through Pop Warner and things of that nature, we know each other and we ended up playing each other just like it played out in middle school. You know, and it plays out the same in high school all the way up until the adult leagues understand but it's done surreptitiously and done on a, a microcosmic or even a macrocosmic scale altogether that's that's even the reason why us as so-called black people have that crab in the bucket mentality bitch you see me pulling out bitch slow your fucking ass down that's why we have that that's another reason why we have that crab in the bucket mentality as well because we're literally branded this way to compete against each other that's another reason why our women or the so-called black woman has adapted the uh the mindset and the mentality of trying to compete with us as well rather than trying to be a help me or trying to help uh do um, what it or help bring what it is we do good to the table you know but whether we understand it or not this does happen and this does take place and even on you know even on a corporate level whenever you get out of high school and you get into the college level or whenever you get out of college you go into the professional level whether it's the corporate or the entertainment industry it's the same thing you know and, and once again, shout out to Kwame Brown because he's saying a lot of a lot of valuable shit, man. A lot of people, uh, uh, Stephen A. Smith trying to say, oh, you should have took advantage of the privileged opportunity that you had. Like, nigga, privileged opportunity. That man worked to get to what everything that he got. As men, we don't have privileges unless you have good looks, unless you're just handsome and you'll get certain things going your way. You know, when you look good, you know, you have not necessarily certain privileges but you but that shit just goes a long way it goes a long mile for you you know but as a man everything that you acquire everything that you gain you do that shit by yourself so fuck are you talking about Stephen A. Smith and the thing is what Kwame Brown what, what Kwame Brown is saying in the media and what people are getting tired of is all the narratives and the bullshit agendas that's a bullshit narrative Trying to say he should have taken advantage of the privileged opportunity he is to go to the NBA. Nigga, we make up we make up twelve percent of the population allegedly. Fourteen percent, something like that. But we make up eighty five to ninety five percent of the of the sports league and the entertainment industry. 
and when it comes to sports and uh well not sports but when it comes to the nba and the nfl but it's a privileged opportunity to be in the nba sounds like the nba should be privileged to have you and a lot of brothers are starting to wake up man and you know it's a good thing you know i'm happy that you know i started even though there's not too many people you know that i actually really do reach you know what i'm saying on on this you know on this platform that i've created but it, it does keep me in contact and it does help the few people that it does reach i'm not trying to change the world i'm just trying to change the mindset of the few people that are supposed to be you know that 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 that, that the message is here for you know so make sure that you find your niche that's the conversation that we got today once again y'all make sure y'all keep the keep the peace for the enemies you feel me and of course burn the safe for when you're having the bad days man don't let the small shit get to you bro stop letting the little stuff get to you you can do better than that man get your mind together at the end of the day don't nobody care about your feelings it's a sad and unfortunate series of events but you're you're what everyone expects of you as a man is to get your feelings right and to work through it put that shit to the side and get your job done whatever it is that you're supposed to do once again that's once again another reason why i love Kawhi leonard you know getting off topic a little bit niggas didn't make no excuses niggas are getting it done all right everybody counted them out niggas got went out there and got it done you understand so make sure you just go out there and get it done at the end of the day peace